Good morning, everybody. I'd like to say it's good to, good to be here this morning, have this opportunity. Um, as we're living in a changing world all around about us, it's, it's evident things are a little different than what we are normal. Normal As I'm here in the church this morning, I was normally like to see lots of loving faces and kindness and joyfulness, and I'm here this morning in, in, a, in, a, in basically an empty building, but uh, I'm thankful that God is the same, and the same God that's here when all you are here is uh, with us this morning. And uh, as a church, I hope everyone, all the families are doing well. I pray that um, if there's any needs that um, maybe need to be met, that we can help out in a, in a way there, uh, serving God and serving you at the same time. Um, so uh, I just thank, uh, thank the Lord for this opportunity. I'll be the first to say this morning that I feel like Moses. As I think about that this morning, when Moses, when God came and spoke to Moses in Exodus chapter number 3, he, uh, Moses, I feel like Moses, and Moses was in a place where he felt like that he wasn't, this wasn't for him. A calling that God had put upon his life that it wasn't what uh, normally that, uh, that he was able to do. And so to think this morning of standing in front of a camera and, and a, a computer or whatever and bringing a message from the Word of God as we started talking about this a week or two ago, and of course Nathaniel stepped up to the plate last Sunday morning and 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 brought a message, brought a great message, and um, and so uh, as we started talking about that, I thought I don't know about this whether I can do this or not, and I still don't know whether I can do it or not. You pray for me that uh, God will allow me, give me the the uh, guidance and directions, the Spirit might guide the thoughts of my mind this morning uh, that will help and um, help you out a little bit. But uh, when Moses there, when God told Moses to um, there that he was going to call him into the ministry there, uh, much like I am, trying to make all kinds of excuses of why I don't want to do this. Uh, you know, Moses there would, at the burning bush, God would tell Moses, and Moses there would say there, you know, I'm not eloquent. Send someone else to do it. And that's pretty much the way I am uh, here this morning. But like I say, you pray and I'll, We'll just try to mind the Lord this morning. I've been threatened there that this needs to be short, not a not a full sermon or whatever it may be. I don't know if that's possible. You all know that as well as I do. But I would like to share with you three thoughts this morning from the Word of God about this this idea. And it seems like with the coronavirus around us and everything, everything we're hearing, I, I, I'm ashamed to say that we don't hear much about God in it. Um, we're not hearing much any directive about seeking God. We're not hearing much much about prayer like we did with 9/11 or anything such as that. It's kind of like we've kind of shoved God out of the out of the picture of things. But uh, this morning, I believe if there's ever a time that we need an intervention from God, I believe it's it's today. And and so the thought that uh, I've been looking into this past week and really for a couple weeks is this thought of breathe on me which is totally contrary, and that's what we are trying to avoid in the, in the world that we live, is to try to shun that. We're doing everything that we can. There's a new term that I had never heard until this took place of social distancing, uh, where you're supposed to stay six feet um, uh, away from any, uh, each other there. We're not to assemble ourselves together in groups, uh, at least uh, not more than ten. 
and uh, there I seen, and as I even drove down the road yesterday, I had to go uh, do a couple things, and I saw down the road yesterday, I saw people wearing masks, and I see people wearing masks at a plant where I work at because of, of uh, physical things, or because of the chemicals, but it's kind of odd to see someone driving down the road wearing a mask, and that's fine if you want to do that, that, but it's just a different world than I'm used to. And so all these things that we see happening around about us is kind of contrary to, to, what, um, uh, to our normal life. And, and so even the thought or the topic of this message, breathe on me, is, is contrary to what the world is saying today. But, but as this morning for an opening text, I'd like to, like to turn to Genesis chapter number 2, very familiar passage of scripture where the word of God, there God is, is talking about creation and in the creation of man. And, and the three thoughts I'd like to share at, with you this morning is, first of all, the thought of breath at, at creation. Second of all, breath at con- conversion. And thirdly, this morning there, the breath at circumstances. And so as we look at these three thoughts this morning, of course, the first one here is found in Genesis chapter number two. And the Bible says, and the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So as I look at this passage of scripture, I see breath is a sign of life. If we're to happen to go down the road somewhere and we see someone laying beside the edge of the road there we would and it looks like that they possibly might be dead the first thing that we might do is we might run up to that individual and we might kneel down and maybe someone might take a pulse or whatever it may be but the other thing that that we look to see and the question we might ask is this is he or is she still breathing because breath is a sign of life we was we received there in this passage of scripture in genesis chapter number two there when God was able to take and, and reach down into the dust of the ground and to bring it forth. And he, the Bible says that God breathed into it and, and it became a living soul. So, so really breath is a sign of life. A matter of fact, the psalmist David said this in Psalm, chapter one, or Psalm 104, verse number 29, he says this. He says, Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and they return to their dust. So that is the avenue of that. And, and while I, this week I have thought about the breath and about our lives and about uh, creation there, I have thought about there, I, have, uh, I was looking at and doing a study and, and brought up the word breath and found out that if you go to the Bible, probably the, the, the Bible mentions breath most of all in the book of Job. And he talks about it many times there about there of, of the different things of breath. And in Job chapter 27 and verse number 3, the Bible says, All the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. It's a certainty this morning that we need the breath of creation. As a, as a living soul, but not only the breath of creation, but I've heard this, I've not found it, I went back and looked for it, and Maybe someone can share, but I have also uh, heard this statement that, that the, the word of God that we have before us, uh, as I read from Genesis, as I read from Exodus, or wherever I may read from in the, in the word of God, uh, the word of God, I've heard this statement that says that it is God-breathed. I know it's God-inspired and such, but I've heard that statement that it is, is God-breathed. So the, even the creation of the word of God this morning, I believe, is God-breathed. 
But not only do we see this morning about the, the idea about the breath of creation, but second of all this morning, I would like for us to think about the breath of conversion. In your Bibles this morning, if you have them with you, and if you don't, just trust my reading. But I'd like to turn to in, in John chapter number 20. And in John chapter number 20, we have the Lord Jesus Christ. He has now died. He, he has been resurrected there, and he is now coming back and appearing to the apostles. As he comes back and appears to the apostles there, there after the resurrection, after, after celebrating of Easter and, and such that, uh, he comes back there. And the Bible says this in John chapter number 20 and verse number 19. The Bible says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, uh, when the doors were shut and the disciples were assembled together for the fears of the Jews, came John and stood in the midst and said unto him, Peace be unto you. And when he had said, he showed unto him his hands and his side. And there the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. And Jesus said unto them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send I you. But look at verse number 22. The Bible says this, And when he had thus said this, he breathed on them, and, the, and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost, who, whosoever sins ye remit are remitted unto them, and whosoever sins ye retain, they are retain, retained. So as I look at this passage of Scripture, I realize that, that as Jesus was going away, he had promised that the Holy Spirit was going to come there earlier on in John's Gospel. But now this time has come that Jesus would come and, and, and the proof of his resurrection there, he would come and meet with his disciples in the upper room. But then after that point in time, there the Bible says there that Jesus gave them or he said there that he breathed on them. This morning I'm here to tell you. Not only do we need our birth, the breath of God at creation and in our lives and, and, and the word of God, but second of all this morning, we need the breath of God upon our lives. If we're going to do anything for God in our earthly ministry, we need the breath of conversion. We need the, I'm, I'm thankful tonight, the minute, the day, the hour that I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, that, that Jesus came into my heart. There And at that same exact time, he allowed the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came in and, and, and dwelt within me. And it ever lives uh, to me, uh, in my life and, and guides me and directs me and, 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 and does so many things there in my life. I'm thankful for the, the Holy Spirit and I'm thankful that it came uh, as Jesus went, did with the disciples. And of course, we know there later on there that the Holy Spirit would come at Pentecost in Acts chapter number 2 and verse number 2. The Bible Bible says, and suddenly there, there came a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And so at Pentecost, the Holy Spirit would come there upon, and, 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 and from that point in time, it has now indwells in every child of God this morning. And I'm thankful that, and I need the breath of creation, but not only do I need the breath of creation, I also need this morning the breath uh, to be reminded of the breath at my conversion. But this morning, the third thing I'd like to share with you this morning is a breath at circumstances. And as I thought about that, uh, there I was, uh, uh, this week in my studies, I was thinking about that and studying about breath, and I, I found out that the Word of God, it presents breath in a couple of different ways. One way the Bible talks about there, the breath of God is that of frost, 
Uh, in the book of Job, in Job 37 and verse number 10, it says, By the breath of God, frost is given, and the breath of the waters, is, it straightens. So it speaks of frost, but also not only does it speak of frost, it also speaks of wind. And there the Holy Spirit came there. In, in, in John's gospel, Jesus breathed on the disciples and the Holy Spirit came. But also the, the breath also speaks about the, uh, the wind in the word of God. And, and, and as I thought about that as it was there in Acts chapter number 2, I went to another place and this is really uh, what I want to tune into this morning. In the book of Exodus and in chapter number 14, we have, the, we have the children of Israel there. They are in a, in a place in their lives where God is directing them. Moses has now heeded to the call that he was uncomfortable with to begin with, but he has now heeded to that call, and he is now leading the, the uh, children of Israel uh, um, there through the, away from and trying to flee from the Egyptians. And we get down to chapter number 14 and we, we get to that passage of scripture when we, we think about Moses and one of the greatest things that we think about Moses is as Moses would part the Red Sea. And, and so when we look at this passage of scripture this morning, I want us to start reading in verse number 13 and read, uh, read down through and I'm just going to make a couple comments and, and then I'll be done. But the Bible says in Exodus chapter number 14 and verse number 13, And Moses said unto the people, He says, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show unto you today. For the Egyptians whom have you have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever. As I look at this passage and start down through this, the first thing I want us to realize is the message of comfort that God would give to Moses. It starts out and he says in that verse number 13, and in this time of circumstances that we're in, none like it has ever we've ever seen before. Uh, uh, conditions around about us, something that I've never experienced, you've never experienced in your life before. But now we see them in such a way, we, they're the circumstances are that way. But God gives them words of comfort because God is going to do a mighty thing with Moses and the children of Israel. As I look on this, I see the first words that, that God would speak, uh, or that Moses would speak unto his people, would, was this, fear ye not. Now, I know this morning there's, there's lots of fear in this world. We're looking daily. People are looking on the, the Internet. They're seeing how many people have the coronavirus. They are looking there upon uh, not only that, but how many people are dying. And, and it seems like it's going up day by day or hour by hour as, as you look to, at the statistics. And I know this morning there's a lot of people that, that are afraid. But God would tell Moses, and Moses would pass on to his people, and that's what I'm here for this morning is to pass on that we need not fear Fear not. As he told Mary uh, there with the birth of the Lord Jesus, he told Joseph, he's told different people, different places when God, when the angel would come and speak, he would say, fear not. This morning we need not fear because God is in control of all these things. He says, fear not. But not only does he say, fear not in verse number 13, but he also says this. He says, stand still. Now, if you listened last week to Nathaniel's message in Psalm twenty uh, or Psalm forty-six, there it's a word of comfort to realize that God is our refuge. God is in control of all things, and sometimes we just need in our lives to stop and to and to stand still. And not only does he say fear not, not only does he say stand still, but he also says this: see the salvation 
of the Lord in that passage of Scripture. And I believe through this that we're going to see God do a mighty work in our lives. And, and I know in my life, even though things are different than they was a month ago, I, uh, there I, I have had opportunities there of, of being able to share. I've had opportunities of, of, of hearing more sermons, and and, and, and and seems like just I've just drawn closer to God in the midst of these all these whole circumstances. So I'm thankful this morning there that we can we can fear not, we can uh, uh, stand still, and we can see the Lord working in our lives. But the Lord that goes on there, the Moses, or as he writes these words in Exodus 14, he says, the Lord shall fight for you. Can I tell you this morning, it is a battle. We, are, we as a child of God, we are promised there that we are going to have trials, we're going to have temptations. We know this morning that there is a battle. We battle between the, the flesh and the spirit, and there's a battle in our lives. But the thing that we need to realize is this, the Lord shall fight for you and shall Hold your peace. I'm glad to know this morning that the battle is not my battle. I'm just a soldier. I'm just a one here that is doing what the commander tells me to do. That the fight or the battle is the Lord's this morning. But as we look on down through this passage of scripture, the Bible says this. And the Bible says, And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. He says, but thou lift thou thy rod and stretch out forth thy hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now what I'm, what I'm reading is this very familiar passage of scripture where the children of Israel, the Egyptians are behind them. The children of Israel are now between the Egyptians and the Red Sea. They are encompassed about there and, and it seems like it's the end. It seems like there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to flee that they can flee. But here all of a sudden we know that God is coming and, and he's given Moses some instructions and, and God's going to do that mighty miracle that he is going to have Moses just to stretch forth the rod there and divide and that sea is going to be divided. And he tells there that there are those things. And verse 17 goes on and says, And I, behold, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they shall follow them. And I will get great honor upon Pharaoh and upon all his hosts and his chariots and his horsemen. And the Egyptians shall know that, listen to this, that I am the Lord. The circumstances of grim. The circumstances for the children of Israel. The circumstances for Moses is in a place where it looks like there is no hope. It looks like there's no end. The sea is before them. The children or the, the Egyptians is all around them. And so they're in this, but what we might say is the statement, they're between a rock and a hard place. And so the, it looks like that, but in the midst of all this, and I believe in our lives as we go through this coronavirus that something that the world ought to be able to see in our lives is who we are serving. It says in verse number 18, And Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gotten my, uh, me honor upon Pharaoh and his horsemen, his chariots and his horsemen. And it goes on and says, And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel uh, uh, removed and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went uh, as they, uh, upon their face, and they stood behind. And it came that the camp of the Egyptians, that the camp of Israel, and the cloud of darkness to them, but, uh, but it gave light by night for these, so that one came near the other that night. 
And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back in a strong, listen to this phrase, the thought this morning is that we have a, the breath of God not only at, at our creation, but also at our conversion. But not only that is the breath of God is amongst our circumstances. And when what we see this morning is this. Moses stretched out his hands and the Lord caused the sea to go back. And by the strong east wind all that night and made the sea dry land and the waters were divided. You say, what are you saying this morning? What I'm saying this morning is this. That we need the breath of God of our, in our circumstances. The breath of God. We need the wind of God. My understanding is what happened as he, he would go. In the, and, and, and as I think about this, I think about God just breathing out. And when he breathes out, it just shoves the water. You ever, you ever had a glass of water? Maybe you've had a cup of coffee this morning. Maybe you're drinking a cup of coffee right now. Maybe that cup of coffee just come out of the Keurig or just come out of the, the coffee pot and as you get ready to, to, to put it up to your lips, you realize it's hot. And so what you're going to do is you're going to breathe on that cup of coffee. And when you breathe on that cup of coffee, you get that rippling effect that you're trying to cool that cup of coffee. Your breath would cool that cup of coffee. I can just imagine this morning that God, what he is doing is when they came there and, and when Moses would stretch forth his hand there and that wind would come out, I can just imagine God from heaven this morning that he'd breathe down upon that, that sea and those waters would depart. As I looked at this farther, uh, I the, uh, looked at this and they talked about this, about this, this wall, these, these walls of, there was walls of water there. There was a, there was a permanent, a, 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 or not a permanent, but a, a present wall of water that would be shut back. You saying, what are you saying? What I'm saying is this this morning. We have a God of all creation that breathed and creation took place. We have a God of conversion this morning that was there and breathed upon the disciples. With a mighty rushing wind at Pentecost, he breathed down and the Holy Spirit came and then dwelled within others. We have a God also this morning that is able to breathe. I thought about that and I thought about the wall that God has put around about us. That wall of water there that was shut back and the Bible says that the children of Israel will go across that sea and they go across on dry land and, and I'll go on and read and they made the sea dry land and the waters were divided and the children went into the midst of the sea upon the dry ground and the waters were a wall on them on the right hand and on their left and the Egyptians pursued after them in the midst of the sea even all Pharaoh's horsemen, his chariots and, and his horses. So I see this wall, I see this wall of water, I see the children of Israel going across. And I got to thinking about that wall. There's no way that that wall could penetrate the children of Israel. You say, why? Because that wall is a picture of God and the way that God protects us. It's kind of like the hedge that was put around Job in his days. When Satan came and had a desire there to go in and to, and to uh, 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 touch Job's body. There was a hedge that, Job, that Satan knew about that was around his servant Job. He couldn't touch Job until that, that God would allow that, the hedge to be broken. 
This morning we have a wall about us. A wall of circumstances where that, that we're going to be able to, uh, to go across. And I'm thankful to know this. I'm thankful to know that the children of Israel was able to go across that Red Sea on dry ground. And as they went across on dry ground there, they came there. The Bible continues. And for the sake of time this morning, I don't want to be too long, but for the sake of time this morning, you see there that the, the, the Egyptians would come in behind the children of Israel. And God, after the, after the, the children of Israel would, would get across, that, the, that, the, that the, the Egyptians would come in and follow after him, and then God would once again go, and he would have the, chari- the wheels of the chariots to fall off there, and they would be in the midst of that sea, dealing with all those circumstances, and God would just have Moses to come, and he would he allow that water to be broken. And that would come, and it would overcome all of those Egyptians. And the Bible says you would see it no more. You say, what are you talking about this morning? What I'm talking about is this. We're in a time of circumstances in our lives. Some like we've never seen. I believe that this passage of scripture in Exodus is truly a miracle that God worked in the life of the children of Israel and in the life of Moses. I believe that God can do those same things in the day because we, have, we serve the same God. The same God, the God of yesterday, today, and forever. He is an unchanging God, and the circumstances that we are going through in our lives, I too believe, as we've heard, yeah, we're all in this together, but I also believe that this will come to pass. The Egyptians, they were conquered. The water had come and it came upon them, and it was no more. I believe this morning that one of these days, That's exactly what it's going to be. It may be that God would say, now's the time. He might call us home and we might go to be with him. But I'm glad to know this, that the children of Israel, they made it through. And no matter what happens in our lives when we've accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we know the God of creation But this morning I also know the God of conversion. One day in my life I realized I was a sinner. I realized that Jesus was my Savior. That he paid the price. He went to the cross of Calvary. He died. He was buried. He arose again the third day. And all I had to do was to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And I could be saved. The old songwriter says, I won't have to cross Jordan alone. I'm glad to know that one of these days that I have a home that's far better. There'll be no coronavirus. There'll be no sorrow. There'll be no sickness, no death. Until that time comes, I want to be found that people from my life and people from the life of you as a church and to those that hear my voice this morning that they may know that you are a child of God through your life, that you might have a testimony. I'm praying for you. Leadership of the church is praying for you. We don't know how long this is going to be. We'll make more decisions this week, but we'll see what the Lord or how the Lord will open up the door. But until that time comes, let us be found faithful in serving God. Let us pray.
Our most kind, gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, uh, I am nothing this morning. Not one of us are anything here this morning. It's by your breath that we was created, that you reached down to the dust of the ground and you breathed into us and we became a living soul. But Lord, I'm also thankful, just as the disciples met with you after the resurrection there, Lord, in that upper room, Lord, that you would come and Lord, that you breathed on them. Pentecost, you sent the mighty wind upon them. And Lord, you even dwell us with the Holy Spirit of God. I thank you for that this morning. And Lord, I thank you most of all in the midst of all these circumstances that we face. Lord, that your breath is there for us. There's a wall about us. There's not a one of us that is going to receive. There's not a one that has received the coronavirus except by your allowance. And Lord, I'm thankful that you'll protect us just as you did the children of Israel. And through it all, Lord, that we'll have the victory. And we can claim victory in Jesus this morning. Watch over us, be with us, guide us and direct us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. And amen. Thank you for being with us. God bless you. And amen.